guys and gals, and welcome back to the Endurance House Podcast. We are on episode number 22, and this week I am bringing to you my own race report, um, which I'm super excited about because I'm back to racing, I guess, on some level. So this past weekend, I was able to jump into the... Trail of Four Winds 25K, which is in Osage Beach, Missouri, um, Lake of the Ozarks, which is a, an amazing place to run. They've got three or four great little trail systems, some of the most technical rocky trails in Missouri, Ozark Rocky, for those people that know, those of you that don't know, um, Missouri's, Missouri's technical, um, but a little bit of about Trail of Four Winds 25K. It is put on by John Shelby and the Haha Racing Events. Um, John's kind of really the pioneer of trail racing down at the Lake of the Ozarks, and he has grown their race series and their events and just uh, really put the lake on the map as a place to, one, not only go and have a great, amazing time, um, as a destination, but to get some great trail running in as well. So the first year of the Trail of Four Winds was 2019. That was an inaugural, inaugural year. And then obviously with COVID last year, it was canceled. So this is a deferral entry to the um, from the 2020 event. And it was an event that I told... John and other people, this would be my comeback race from surgery. So I had back surgery in uh, January 27th for bulging disc in my L5S1 that more or less um, made me incapacitated for about four weeks right after the holidays um, to the point where, uh, I mean, I, I was crying, rolling around on my living room floor in so much pain. Um, and then had surgery, uh, about two weeks after, after that. Um, so this is very exciting to get back out there and to be able to run. Um, I was released six weeks after surgery to start running. And, um, the race was basically, gosh, five weeks, five weeks after that, I think. So I've been running for about five weeks going into this. And when I say running, it's definitely not where I used to be as a runner. I obviously expected to not be there coming off of back surgery, but I also expected to not be running at all. Um, I have pretty significant numbness in a lot of my left leg and a lot of the majority of that being in my um, my left foot with, um, I have feeling in my big toe and the two toes right next to that, but my two smaller toes have no feeling. So, um, it's, it's very labored and interesting way back to running. Um, but I'm doing it and the trails are perfect for it, for it because it allows me to hike and hike and run. So, you know, going into this weekend, the original plan was to run with a good friend of ours, Kimmy, who was running her first 25K, so her longest race. And I said I would run it with her and just take it easy. And then found out 
that she was planning on running with another friend, Jody of ours. So at that point, the kind of fire got lit in, lit in me. And I think coming off of Ian's race report from last week, uh, if you haven't listened to that, I think that really kind of lit a fire under me to want to go out and see what, what I could do, um, with a bum leg and not that much training. Um, so in 2019, I finished the race, I believe in like two hours and 12 minutes, somewhere around there, maybe. Um, and came in sixth place overall. And the goal for this race that I threw out for myself was to attempt to run three, three hours, somewhere around there. Um, I thought if I could hike fast and just keep moving and kind of my advice that I gave to Brian Akers and his, you know, hike the uphills, uh, flow on the flats and, and just send it on the downhills as much as I could that I might be able to pull that off. But, um, so coming into race day, uh, and something that's really neat about this race that I want to jump into first is, um, for those of you that don't know the Lake of the Ozarks, it is a major tourist destination. Um, people from all around the country come here. People from all around the country have lake houses down here. There's restaurants, bars, boating. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of wild actually. I, I grew up going to the lake as a kid since I was, you know, three months I've been on a boat at the lake and to see what it's changed into is absolutely wild. So the packet pickup is at, was at dog days bar and grill. And you know, the place was pretty packed and it was just a cool atmosphere, really cool atmosphere for packet pickup. You go there, grab a beer, grab dinner, um, have an amazing view of the lake with boats coming by just a really neat atmosphere. Um, so, you know, John does a really good job of making sure that you get all of the feels from the lake with the race and um, packet pickup and everything. So that being said, we did packet pickup on Friday night, went home, relaxed, and got ready for the 10 a.m. start Saturday morning. Um, the temperatures were were, were going to be hot. We knew it. Um, we woke up that morning. It was in the fifties, but by race, by race more or race time, it was probably low seventies, not super humid, but this was definitely going to be the warmest run for a lot of the local kind of people first kind of warm run. And, um, it definitely, definitely showed its ugly face for a lot of us out there, um, on race day. But so we got there and I decided I would jump in wave three, um, I figured maybe that's kind of where I, where I would end up. Um, so I jumped in wave three, watched the first two waves go off, um, and jumped in and the rookie in me who hasn't raced in a long time was, uh, sitting there and a guy, Jim, who has an amazing, uh, website called gojim.tv. Um, that is a huge supporter of all things Lake of the Ozarks running scene looked at me and said, why aren't you up at the front of this line? And I was like, God, I just want to, I just want to be at the back of this group because crippled me who 
the ego wants to be in the first wave, just wants to kind of duck and hide <laughs> at the back of this. And so anyway, I moved to the front and I, I totally forgot to even start my watch, which some people might be like, who cares? Not a big deal. But like, <laughs> you know, this is my first race back and I, I wanted to have it recorded. And so, um, the John said go. And I stood there trying to get my watch started um, and just kind of walked out of the um, corral, the start line while everyone took off until my satellite clicked in like a, like a rookie. It was like the first time I've ever run a race. That's kind of how it felt. So finally my watch clicked in and I took off and started my limpy trot after the group. Um, and I caught a few of them, probably like four or five people before we hit the single track. Um, the trail, you know, you start off and you hit a little road section and then jump into a kind of wider trail while you're climbing up uh, the first hill. So I was able to make a couple of passes in there and, and settle in behind um, who I l- later learned out to be Jeremy and Janet from Kirksville. Janet had this smooth, just like steady, easy, ultra shuffle kind of pace. And I was like, that's that's where I want to be for the first few miles of this race because I have no idea what's going to happen after mile 10. I haven't run over 10 miles since my surgery. So I, I settled in behind them and we actually got to, uh, once we crossed the road, we got to a section of trail. And when we were on it, I was like, man, I do not remember this from 2019. And it was just, I mean, it was so fresh and cut. It was switchbacks down, um, and connected to the, an existing trail. But it's like, man, I do not remember the switchback. And, uh, this just looks so fresh turn to find out they literally, the parks literally cut that trail in that day. So it was completely off cambered. Didn't even look like a trail other than the fact that it was blown and, and trees were cut, cut back to put it in. So that was kind of an interesting start. But after that, we kind of just settled in. I, I hung with Jeremy and Janet. Um, and, and that first part of the race is you're, you're just kind of climbing. I feel like the first eight miles of the race, um, there was an aid station that was three and a half miles in and the goal was just kind of take it easy at the beginning, but knowing that it was going to be hot to make sure I was, was drinking because I wanted to have refill whatever I needed to refill by three and a half. Um, I had water and four gels on me and, um, my rehydrate that I wanted to put in, um, later in the race. And so anyway, we just kind of cruised through mile three and a half feeling decent. Um, the heat wasn't that bad other than on this side of the course, this first, or maybe like four miles, just the way it was positioned on the course. We had no airflow. It was just dead air. So it almost made it a little bit worse early. Um, just cause there wasn't a breeze at all. So we get to that first aid station. Um, and the thing about the lake is they have an amazing running community. Um, but there's also all of the runners run the race. So a lot of, a lot of the volunteers, um, at least the volunteers early at this aid station, I think we're kind of rookies. So I came up, got my water bottle open, put my 
my intra, my little electrolyte drink into my water bottle and I asked the worker to fill my bottle up. She filled it up and then I asked her to dump some water on my back and she's like, oh, that's tailwind. <laughs> so I now had this mixture of tailwind and intra, which actually turned out to be great, but uh, I was a little thrown off by that uh, early. But in hindsight, I think her not really letting me know that before she filled my bottle up um, kind of helped push me through the next next sec- section because the aid stations were really far apart. I think it was like seven miles. And I say really far, but in a short race with that much heat, it, it felt really far. Um, you know, I've done plenty of ultras where seven miles is a short distance between aid stations, but you usually prepare for that in those races. And I think a lot of us thought that it was going to be closer than that. So anyway, she filled me off. The other gal dumped some water on my back and we, we kind of started the descent from there. You descend down and run along the lake, um, a really tight single track section along the lake. That's beautiful. Uh, the lake happened to be down this year. So it wasn't as pretty as it was in 2019, but when the lake's full pool, that's a beautiful section to run along there. Um, and same thing, I just kind of hung in behind Janet and Jeremy, and then we started climbing um, out of that lake, lake flowy area. And as we were climbing, I, I kind of passed Jeremy after we talked. We both talked about coming back from surgeries or or injuries. He had a stress fracture and my back surgery, so. A good little chat there, and then I just kind of was moving a little bit better than him, so I caught up with Janet and another gal and was hanging with them for a few miles, but I started to notice that I my legs wanted to, to run the downhills a little bit more than the pace that they were going at, so I asked if I could pass them and made a move and went around them on the left, and then just kind of started opening it up a little bit on those downhills. And when I so say opening it up, this is nothing compared to my normal opening up, but it felt nice to um, be able to kind of flow on those downhills and let gravity do the work. So kind of made a little bit of a move there just to, to use the course a little bit better. Um, then after that, uh, really just managing um, managing my water and my gels from that point on after that first aid station until the second one, there's a lot for this course. I think there's, I had 1,440 feet of gain over 16.6 miles. And the majority of that gain was, I think a thousand foot was in the first 10 miles. So it's kind of front loaded. Um, so really I, I wanted to make sure I was, taking it somewhat easy so I had something left at the end of the race little did I know that that really wasn't going to matter later on but uh, so we continued on I was feeling pretty good through about mile eight and a half and then right about eight and a half I knew the effort that I had put in is is pretty much take (laughs) wiped me out Uh, I I was pretty gassed and a lot of it became more of a walk run even on some of the flat stuff after that um and i was i was okay with that i you know i I felt like i was still moving decently but i just knew that like i haven't had sustained running um 
for this distance to that point. And we were just going to keep moving forward and get this thing done and run what I could, hike what I could as fast as I could. And then if I needed to take breaks on some of the flats, I would take, you know, a tenth of a mile walk and, you know, nine tenths of a mile run or whatever. That was kind of what I was sticking to. So we rolled into the second aid station, um, which was great. Saw, you know, Dave McNaughton, who is um, kind of the guru, one of the gurus of trail running in St. Louis. He has an amazing group called the SDL Trail Runners. So it was great to see Dave. Got some updates. Um, checked on the wife, see how she was doing. Dave said that she was struggling a little bit. The heat was getting to her, something that I was worried about going into that day. She's had a couple bouts with heat stroke. And, you know, once you have that, it always, it makes things harder going going forward in the heat. So I was a little, a little bummed when I, when I heard that, but I wasn't surprised. So, um, Dave dumps the water on my head, filled my bottle up, um, and I'm, I'm boogied on from there. Um, leaving that aid station, I knew we had six miles left. It's like my body's, my legs and everything feel good. I just don't have, I don't, I don't have <laughs> what, what I should have to run a lot of this. So I, this is where I really implemented that run walk. Um, when I got past mile 10 and a half because it was a lot a lot flatter there um you dip down uh at about mile 13 you dip down into a creek and this is about where when we dip down to the creek you know i took my time in there dumped a bunch of water on myself i had just passed a friend from st louis michaud who um ironically before the race had I was talking with him and his wife and he was talking about how he has issues with the heat and he's not, he doesn't do well if he runs over 10 miles in the heat. And his wife said, yeah, he's not allowed to run over 10 miles. And Misho <laughs> kind of looked at me and was like, but here I am. <laughs> so we kind of had to laugh about it, but turns to find out that, um, not after I, long after I passed Misho after the Creek and he took his time and got cooled off too he started struggling really, really bad with heat and ended up having to be pulled from, pulled from the course. I, I saw him come in after the race was over and I actually went and got him a bag of ice to put on his chest and some water and he cooled off and finally came, came around. But I, I think his wife has probably put the kibosh on Misho running in the heat over 10 miles from here on out. Um, so anyway, we kind of left that Creek and after that Creek is probably the last really big climb. There's probably a good 200 foot climb out of there, just kind of a grinder. And this is kind of where the, the race, the, the racer in me came out and I don't want this to sound bad. And the guy's probably a super nice guy, but, um, I was Climbing up a, a section, and a guy came up to me, huge jacked dude. Uh, and, you know, I turned around and said, Man, you're looking awesome. Go ahead and pass me. And um, didn't even look me in the eye. He didn't have headphones in or nothing. Didn't even look me in the eye. Didn't say anything. Just went past. I was like, Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> I was like, um, the race is on. I was like, I have to catch this guy before this race is over. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a trail runner. Like I, I appreciate, you know, the courtesy and the community of trail running and, and the people and how, how we act on the trails towards each other. It's always, what can I do to help you? And, you know, in saying that, um, people stop their races to help me show out. Um, so, so we need to get the people out there who aren't courteous enough to even just like acknowledge a conversation. It, it fires me up and this definitely fired me up. So coming out of there, I just, and I was still walk running. I wanted to keep eye on him as much as I could. <laughs> um, and there was a couple of times I was like, ah, oh, man, I just don't have it. I'm not going to be able to catch him. Um, and then I would see him I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm keeping him within my sights. Um, and so that was, that was the last three and a half miles for me was just this game of keep moving. Let's catch that guy. Like we're going to catch that dude and pass him. Um, and it was a wave start race. So even if I do pass him, who knows if I beat him in the race and does it really matter? I don't know. Probably not. So anyway, powering through the end of this race and I get to the gravel section where I know once we hit the gravel, we're basically to the road. And when you hit the road, it's just this huge, massive descent back down to the campsite, which is one of the, one of the more fun finishes. Um, in 2019, a ton of us were hanging out at the front of the pavilion right before the finish line, watching people bombing down this huge road descent. And it was awesome. And this year people weren't hanging out there, which was kind of a bummer. I hope we implement that back next year. But, um, anyway, I was coming up that gravel, got to the road. I saw the dude in front of me, the big meathead dude in front of me. I'm, I apologize to him. He could be a super nice guy. I have no idea. Um, but I saw him and, uh, I kind of gave it what I, what I had. And I finally got right next to him on the, um, descent. I was like, let's do this. Let's do this, buddy. Same thing. Nothing. Didn't even acknowledge me. I was like, all right, this guy's the worst. <laughs> and so I just dropped the hammer and let it fly on this descent at the end of the race. Um, and ended up coming in right around three ten. So, uh, the goal of three hours wasn't necessarily there for me. Um, and, but really the whole day, um, everyone's times were so much slower from 2019 for the most part. Um, the finishing time was first place was I think five minutes off the course record. Um, and, the the course record holder and second place, um, runners were neck and neck year one, and they were significantly slower too. Um, so I think everyone just kind of had a rough day out there. There was a new female course record. Um, she was, I think five minutes under Jamie, my, my wife co-hosts course record from 2019. So, um, she, the new gal had a hell of a race. The misses came in third place, battle in the heat. Um, I was really happy with 310. I was just going to be happy with finishing. I was happy to be out there. 
um, something that really like propelled me during the race was while I was rolling around crying on January 12th, um, with my back injury, that was my birthday. And the girls, I mean, I was in tears. I could barely even like function. And the girls, they wanted to get me something for my birthday and they got me an ultra spire handheld. Um, and I, I ran with the handheld in the race and the whole time, you know, I was thinking about them and them knowing what I, what I love and giving me a gift that I can use. And it, it just kind of powered me through the race. And it's just the, the irony kind of, of the fact that they bought me that on my birthday when I was in such pain and I didn't even know if I'd be running ever again in my life. And the fact that I got to use that water bottle on the race, um, and I was doing that, you know, three months after surgery was just, I don't know, it was beautiful. And, uh, I, I thought about it a lot during the race and it really helped kind of pull me through. So, um, it was an amazing day. I'm so happy to be back racing. And in general, this is the first race since OHT 50 K in March of, uh, 29 or 2020. So just being back with friends and the community and doing an amazing race, the trail of four wins 25 K at the lake. Like I know a lot of people are looking for ultra distances, but Gosh, if you want to come and and get a long weekend in early May or like a four or five day trip in early May, go to lakes, run this race and then hit the other trails in the area and just have a great trail running trip at a great destination, Missouri, put this on your list. It's, it's an amazing race. Um, and I encourage anybody to do it. Um, and when you do it, we'll all go hang out at one of the cool bars down at the lake on Saturday afterwards, just like we did this past year as well. Um, so huge shout out to John Shelby, um, and the Lake of the Ozarks runners, their community is amazing. Um, also huge shout out to our sponsor, Buffalo Bluffs hemp. I slept like a baby with my tinctures before the race. Um, you guys definitely check them out. Um, I'm telling you, you will love their products. The Endurance House is our code for 20% off your first order. Um, other than that, you know where you can find us. I would love for people to start popping in some reports. Like I said last time, anything old, new, whatever. It could be from 2012. If you want to recap a story and put in an audio so that it's out there forever, so other people can learn from your experience or learn about a race, please send them my way. You can do that by email, theenduranceHouse at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Facebook, The Endurance House Podcast, or slide on into my DMs on Instagram at The Endurance House Pod. Um, we're also on Patreon. Huge shout out to 10 Junk Miles is my favorite podcast, Scotty Coomer and Michael Truman as well um, for the support. Really appreciate it, guys. Um, yeah, that's enough of me blabbing, guys. Uh, guys and gals, let's keep training, keep getting after it. Hopefully, some of you other people that are coming back from injury 
get a little inspiration from this, uh, even when it looks bleak. You never know. You, you might be back out there in three months doing exactly what you love to do. Um, until next time, stay safe, have fun, and enjoy that, those summer temps that are coming back. Talk to you soon, guys. Thank you.